Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a time. This week on The Kindness Project, we talk about Cornwall, albums, and we have part one of our interview with Kieran White from Haver in Mind. Welcome to this week's episode of The Kindness Project. I'm joined by a man who says he's incredibly proud of me today. It's Chris Dames. And I'm joined by a girl I'm incredibly proud of. It's Charlotte Dames. How are you doing, Charlotte? I'm good, thank you. I'm good. A little bit tired, but otherwise I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what? It's a weird uh, time in the year, isn't it? Because it's like, um, why are you why are you trying because to steal t- my coffee? You, I'm not. You're, trying, you're tilting it. It's going to spill all over your hand. And it's just... You know what? I've done that before. I've literally made myself a coffee in the kitchen at work and just left a spider-like trail of coffee all the way. You always hold your coffee tilted either forward or backwards. It tastes better tilted. You've never had a tilted coffee. No, it doesn't. No, if you tilt it forward, it just the the viscosity of the milk just changes a little bit in the coffee. Is a thing. Is a thing. And we're also joined by by. Um, at, oh no, he's got his head over his head. He's he got, doesn't want to be mentioned. He, he's got his head over his head. He's got his head over his head. Um, the legend, the um, absolute linchpin of the Kindness Project, yep. it's producer Russ. How you doing, Russ? Sorry, I'm not here at the moment. Play two for me, Thanks for joining us, Russ. We appreciate it. Uh, when, uh, when can you call us back? <laughs> I never call back. <laughs> so it's like me. Um, <laughs> poor, poor folks. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, so we are um, back from Cornwall. Yes. We had a really good week from Cornwall, didn't we? And you, uh, it was good. Track. It was good. I didn't like the taste of the ocean. I've discovered that once again. Oh, you know what? I love bodybuilding, though. I've first time I've ever done bodybuilding and just literally sort of diving at a wave. <laughs> um, and then that wave taking you back into the beach like a wow is one of the most well, satisfying experiences really of my life. You be a beach whale because you know really what happens to beach whales is they kind of go on the beach and they either get shoved back in the ocean or they don't make it. So, don't they? No, you are really. you are catching cheerful this morning <laughs> yeah, tonight, aren't you? Uh, but yeah, no, I I, I love bodybuilding. I don't like the taste of uh, no, the sea. I, and, I had it in my throat, and it was there for about four or five days even yeah, after we got back. It was yeah. like, eh. but but yeah. being out being out in the sea is quite good fun, isn't it? It's okay. Oh, okay. I don't like the sand or the taste of the water. It's kind of cold. <laughs> Here, mate. How do you feel about the sea? Yeah, I quite like the sea. I like sea swimming. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, I, 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 it was so good being, and literally on this beach in Cornwall, there were loads and loads of people either surfing or swimming or doing something. Um, yeah. And uh, I, I got a bit distracted there, uh, Raz, because Charlotte just made a funny coffee tasting sound like that. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if you can hear that. Sorry, it's not candy. Oh, it might be. It might be a lecture. It might be a lecture thing. Um, but what unofficial question of the podcast, before we get on to the official one, is um, what noise do you make when you taste stuff? Because I'm a gulper. I'm a, I'm a bit of a... Oddly enough, when I drink coffee, I make no noise at all. But if I drink tea, I slurp it. <laughs> I, I, I'm a slurper. I'm a slurper. I'm a slurper and a gulper. 
but I'm not a. What do you call that noise? Ha. I was only doing that because the coffee was on my lips and it was dripping. Oh, was it? Oh, okay. At least it's getting getting rid of the uh, taste of seawater, though, right? Oh, that's finally left me now. <laughs> Thank okay, God. okay, fine. Uh, let's talk about question of the podcast. Question of the podcast um, this week is based on the fact that I've gone back for some inexplicable reason to listening to albums again. You know, like full proper albums from track one to track, you know, uh, ten um, or eleven as well. And there is a beauty in listening to an album all the way through that you just don't get when you Spotify it and just pick your track. Oh, so, I never listen to anything on Shuffle. I always listen through all the way. Yeah, so what's your favourite album to listen all the way through? Um, I think musical albums are always good to listen all the way through because you get the story. But um, I don't know if I've talked talk to you about AJR. I love AJR. But they did an album called Neo Theatre. And if you start at the beginning of Neo Theatre and listen all the way through, uh, the songs actually, even though listening to them distinctly, it doesn't seem like it. But if you listen to them, it actually follows the structure of like a life. So the first song is um, about a baby being born and coming into this world and being full of optimism when actually the world isn't full of really positive things. I think you've heard that song. I think I... Birthday party. Yeah, it's quite a good one for you. And then it goes through a bit of... Oh, um, I don't. I'm not really good at making friends. And then, oh, I play my music here. And oh, my life's not totally great. Oh, I'm in therapy. Oh, and it just goes on to this bit. And it's just so it's a journey, is what you're saying. Yeah, it's, it's a, a life journey. journey. And I just really, I really like it because I listen to what's it like? Oh, a song called is it? Is it dead? Uh, no, uh, it's about um, the last song. Is, I can't remember what it's called now. For the life of me, but the last song is about. Um, how people always expect more of you than you've already given. And okay. so it's sort of about, I've given you all this great thing. I've given you this life I've lived, but you want more from me. Okay. And it's <laughs> so it's a song about expectation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Okay, so AJR, um, Neo Theatre, is Charlotte's recommendation. I've got a few. I mean, the one that I'm really enjoying at the minute, it hasn't got that story narrative running through but it's maverick saber lonely lonely are the brave um plan b has a couple of albums where um there's a and, and you've got to sort of like like sort of um strip and banks which is one of his albums is a bit more of a soul album but with a bit of sort of uh rap involved um and then ill manners is all based around east london and part of uh, East London I know really well and has got a story around it and so much so that he made a film based on the and it's, you wouldn't call it a musical because it's quite heavy but a film based around musicals the, can be heavy they just have music name a heavy musical heavy like emotionally heavy yeah Hamilton's pretty heavy Hamilton's quite heavy not as not as dark as as Ill Manners uh, um, Heaven's pretty heavy they based it on the film I don't know if you've seen that film yeah it's got a Heather's in them hasn't it yeah has it got a woman called Heather in there's three of them yeah three Heathers three Heathers <laughs> that's why it's called Heathers okay um, it's still it was an old film um, I wouldn't say old old because it was around when you were mum around um, it's not old old see I told you anyway sorry <laughs> Can we just go back to that? It's it's old, old, because it... No, I said it's not old, old, because it was around when you and Mum were... 
growing up. Right. Yeah. How old, old is it? I don't know. It's, it's like to the point where it was still fuzzy on screen. Still <laughs> fuzzy around the edge. <laughs> Sorry, Russ. I need to. I need to consult producer Russ on this one. <laughs> when we were growing up as kids, apart from that time you put the magnet on the telly, <laughs> what um, was the uh, was there I a TV fuzzy? Uh, I've already told him that story. Was it? Was the? I, I um, just meant it, the camera quality wasn't as good. Was the camera quality as good? Back, at, back in the eighties, the camera quality wasn't as good. No. Yeah. See. Yeah. It was. There was a slight buzz. Yeah, it just yeah. kind of blurred around the edges of every colour, and it just. I've got a feeling we had uglier actors in the eighties. Then now it's retro, and they call it glitching. Exactly. So, exactly. So it's come back into fashion. Yeah, it's come back into it? fashion. Oh, this is still a good movie, like, and I like the musical. Well, you know just... what? I tell you what. I've, I've got to say, a game that we've spoken about on the podcast that you've recommended to me has just come out on the PS4. A, a game called Undertale, which I'm really enjoying at the minute. But that is eight-bit gaming at its best, and it's probably one of the most popular games in the and last it was couple of years. By two people. Well, yeah. But, I think, but you look at you look at the best-selling game of the last ten years. Mario Brothers. Sorry, it's been at the top of the charts for years, hasn't it? How about Minecraft? Oh, true. Best-selling game of all time. Yeah, Minecraft. I thought yeah. it was still Mario Brothers. Yeah, yeah. Minecraft. Mario Brothers. The franchise. Mario oh, Brothers. right, maybe, maybe. But the best. I'll tell you what, other other gaming platform makes a lot of money. Roblox. Roblox, yes. Yeah. Roblox. <laughs> Roblox I call what's, it. What's, what's Roblox? Roblox is what I call it. It's the way it's spelled. R O B L O X. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. R O B. Just say that word for me. Rob. L O X. Lex. L O X. Lex. Just spell this word for me. L E X. Lex. Okay, let's try the other one. L O X. Lux. Hey! Broke Lux! Just on the subject of gaming, on your birthday, yeah. the game that I brought last year before your birthday comes out, because it was delayed due to COVID, looks fantastic. It's the new civilization. Humankind. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. On what platform? Steve. PC. PC. I might have a look at that. Cool. All right. Sounds sounds good. But I have got a PS5 now, Russ. So I am going to be looking at some... I'm going to be looking at a few PS5 games, potentially. Anyway, let's talk albums, right? Yes. The other... The other albums that I think like, need to be in consideration, and again, listeners, we want to hear from you about what your favourite albums that is all the way through to are, but the other albums are the classics. You know, um, the, a lot of the Beatles albums, you could li- I could listen all the way through all day long. Um, uh, Abbey Road, you know, do you know what I mean? That that is a the white album, like all of the Beatles stuff. I've listened through. All I'd, I'd say not as a classic, but as something we listen to a lot. I'd say in the heights, but we don't really listen to the soundtrack for that uh, all the way through. We listen to like just 
breathe and in the heights the first song and benny on the dispatch a lot yeah and then nothing else we really listen in, to. in the heights if you haven't seen in the heights uh, at the uh, cinema listeners definitely worth a watch mm -hmm. uh proper feel good musical um lin manuel miranda is back I've, I've i've also heard lin manuel miranda is doing some more stuff for disney yeah, um, so, so that'd be good. Yeah, he's doing some more stuff. Anyway, on that note, if you'd like to let us know what albums we should be listening to all the way through, because we are always after um, extra albums to add to our uh, collection repertoire, um, uh, you can get in touch with us in the following ways. Okay, well, we have a Twitter which is at Kindness. We have a Facebook, and if you just search the Kindness Project into the search bar, it should come up. Same with Google. If you just type Kindness Project into the search bar, it should come up. If you're not using Google, I think Yahoo is still around being, you know. Ask James. Ask James. There's also, Twitter. we have a website. Yeah. No, already the website already is 12. The email I have it done, which is honor at the kindnessproject.co.uk. I don't think we have we have Instagram, but it's it's barely used. <laughs> don't get us in, to get in touch with us on Instagram, Facebook, we, we Twitter, yeah, um, uh, all of that good stuff. You can you can get in touch with us on. Um, and uh, uh, I'm gonna ask Russell, are we on Roblox? Yeah, I'm Roblox. <laughs> Rubberlex, <laughs> Rubberlex. Rubberlex. Uh, it's, it's getting better. Rubberlex, Rubberlex. Um, okay. No, it's straying it, further away. And it, if, if people it. want to get in touch with us on Rubberlex, how do they do that? Russ? We wouldn't be on Rubberlex. You search it on Lycos. Probably the oldest search engine around. Oh, it's getting technical now. What search engine is the only search engine around? I'm, I'm not sure, but... The library. <laughs> the library, <laughs> yeah. The library Encyclopedias. How do you pronounce Wikipedia, Russ? Wikipedia. <laughs> and that game that you mentioned before? Roblox. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a boat in the pub. Have you seen Rob? Robo. Reflex. Um, anyway, on that note, we will crack on with the show. <laughs> right. So the interviewee this week, my friends, is uh, Kieran. Kieran works at Haver in Mind, um, a charity quite local to us. They do amazing work in the community, supporting people's mental health, um, and particularly over the past. And, and we've got a series of people having conversations on the podcast about mental health recently, which I've really been enjoying and certainly thinking about how we can support each other's positive mental health is one of my big um, uh, interests. Um, so uh, listen to Kieran, listen about the amazing work that Avery and mine do, uh, and let us know um, on Robolex uh, what you think. Should we get on with the interview? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Hi, Kieran. Thank you for joining us on The Kindness Project. How are you today? I am very well. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for inviting me. No worries. And you said you've been gardening today. That sounds like an ideal way to spend a Friday. It, it sounds like an ideal way to spend the whole week or the whole past two months, really, <laughs> doesn't it? So, yeah, we've been gardening. We're doing a gardening project at Haver in Mind, which uh, we've got. We're very lucky. We have a great big garden in the back of our office, 
um, you know, around, around the back of our office um, that has probably been quite neglected over the years. We haven't really ever really, I suppose, taken the time to proper do it up. And uh, this, this everything to do with COVID has obviously given us that incentive to do it up, to create a really, really big, nice space out there where we can do groups and activities and things like that. So it was well worth it when it's done. It's a little bit stressful at the minute, but it's well yeah. worth it when it's done. And are you naturally green fingered? Because I am. I am literally the world's worst at anything particularly practical. So, so I literally I could turn an IKEA bookshelf into a into a sofa. You know, it's just like nothing goes as it is intended well, when I'm practical. I don't think practical. you could turn an IKEA bookshelf into a sofa, but I think you might accidentally light it on fire somehow. <laughs> <laughs> no, I so must you... admit, I I do like gardening. I, if okay. you ask my mum and dad who I, you know I live with I, I do you know all the garden there and yeah I used to like it I wouldn't be able to tell you you know different plants and flowers and things like that but I do like gardening I'm very much um like a visionary if that makes sense so I sort of come up with the ideas and I, I can picture what it's going to look like and you know I can do it all and all that but then yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't know you know the the, the itty-gritty things like plants yeah, you're not a details man no no yeah Okay, good stuff. So we know you're a visionary and we know you work for Haver in Mind, but tell us a little bit more about you. So yeah, so I've worked for Haver in Mind now for about eight years, I would say, or coming up for eight years. Um, I'm primarily their fundraiser, fundraising manager, um, do, you know, obviously a lot of events, um, fundraising events, do all of the sort of raising awareness aspects of the charity I suppose things like this you know would obviously be classed as raising awareness of not just the charity but also mental health in general um do a lot of training as well which I know that you're, you're probably going to ask me about later on um and then also um I, I suppose you know things like taking on the garden project which is a little bit out of my you know my usual um day-to-day uh, -day job doing a garden project but I'm, I'm you know I'm happy to get involved in things like that and me I suppose I, I do have another hat on as well. I'm also a local councillor um, for Havering Council, um, it, for, for actually for Highlands Ward, which is where we're where we're currently located. This building that I'm in at the minute. So yeah, quite a varied um, quite a varied role. Keeps you busy, right? Keeps me very busy. Yeah. I, I suppose when you work for a charity, you you there's an element of just chipping in when you need it as well isn't there you know do, do you find that working in that sector yeah yeah definitely i mean obviously the i mean i get paid yeah you know, I'm, I'm paid from staff obviously my colleagues get paid you know we do have a big team of volunteers that you know don't get paid that you know that help us out um lots of whom are who whom are our service users as well which is great but yeah, yeah there is a very um good um atmosphere here i suppose it sounds you know quite corny but it is it's very much like a family you know yeah. people do support one another they get involved i've been really really lucky with all of my events which you know i can't do all of these events without volunteers so we've always been very very lucky with um you know with our volunteers getting involved and whatnot so good stuff yeah, good really stuff. really 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 nice place to work and how did you get into the charity space? Have you always worked in that sector? So, no, no. So, funnily enough, I used to work for Sainsbury's for 10 years. Okay. Um, and sort of while I was at uni, I worked for um, Sainsbury's. Um, you know, I graduated and I was sort of one of these people that thought, you know, as soon as you graduate, you'd walk straight into, you know, a job. Um, I graduated in 2010. So, right, you know, sort of in the middle of the financial crisis back then, which no one actually remembers now. Now that we've had COVID, no one remembers the big... Oh. 
the, you know, credit, the, the other C word, if you remember, the credit crunch. Well, you know what? We I started, my, I started my business in late 2008. Um, uh, and... It's, it, it's a weird one because you could argue the first two years were particularly difficult, but you can argue that once you've been through that kind of downturn, it makes you quite resilient, doesn't it? You know, yeah. you, you sort of learn skills and, and and attitudes that then COVID hits and you go, it's complete. I definitely didn't go, oh, because it like I think it impacted everybody. But, um, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, 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 it definitely yeah. had an impact. Yeah, no impact. Um, yeah. but but certainly, I think you become more resilient when you're yeah. you go through those um those um experiences. It was, a, was it like a here we go again moment? <laughs> well, you know, I, I, you know, I, I think like sort of two thousand eight was a bit of an economic um uh crash. Um, so it's fundamentally different to what twenty twenty we was just a crash. Yeah, twenty twenty was just like we we're, we're not going out, we're not leaving the house anymore. Um, uh, but I think what you learn when you go through those down times is uh, these two shell parts. You know, it's not those. Uh, Charlotte, Charlotte's looking at that because that's one of my favourite phrases, Kieran. But you know that when you go through something like that, it's never forever, is it? You yeah. know, you're going to get through the other side. Um, so um, talk to me a little bit about the work that Avery and Mind do. Tell me a bit about Avery and Mind. Yeah, so we're um, obviously we're a, a mental health charity. So we've been, um, I'll give you a little bit of history first. So we've been operating for, I think, since 1965. So my maths is really bad at the minute. What is that? Fifty-five years, something yeah. like that. Is that? Yeah, fifty-five years. Um, primarily, um, we've been based in Havering um, all that time, but recently we've actually started branching out into Barking and Dagenham. So technically, our um, the, the the charity is actually called Mind in Havering, Barking and Dagenham. Now it's technically it's not called Havering Mind, so because we cover um, both boroughs, which is really really good. So and when you when you support, expand um, again, is are you just going to have the longest name in the world, or is that probably? Well, it's it's a little bit confusing because, um, and again, I'll give you sort of a little history. So, for for your listeners that that may not may not realise, I think lots of people don't realise, but you've got minds, um, which we call national minds, even though they're just called minds. They're the big, um, you know, the big charity, you know, the big national charity. They're based in London. They do all, all the sort of big picture. Um, things campaigning and you know lobbying the government and that type of thing you then have a network of uh, local mines all dotted around the country of which we are you know obviously Havering and, and Barking and Dagenham you would have one in South End you'd have one in Leeds one in Birmingham and you know so on and so forth and they're all separate independent charities they're all you know in charge of their own fundraising and you know, they all do different services some are really really big you know in terms of how much um funding they've got and how many people they support we probably over the past you know you know the past few years we've probably been on the, the small to medium scale um but you know we are actually growing at quite a quick rate i, mu I must admit we're, we've um, had a new ceo that's come in for the past year and a half she's managed to get us lots of new um new pots of funding in to be able to do all sorts of new um, exciting services so it's all um primarily at the minute it's all for adults so people over the age of 18 um i would say that probably the i suppose there's no typical age to um experience mental health problems you know there isn't you know obviously from children all the way up to all the way up to very elderly people but i would say the 
core demographic that makes sense um of people that we support are probably people in their 40s their 50s that type of thing i would say that's sort of the majority of um the majority of our service users but again there's lots of people that are in their early 20s as well you know sort of um early adulthood and then we have another a service for you know people that are um, over 65 um, as well so there's a lot of people there but at the minute it is all for adults um we are really really we've got a, a big ambition to get a, a young people service as well so for under 18s um that is you know a really big area um that I, I suppose i mean doing Doing the research for the for the interview, one of the things that surprised me is actually you're independently funded, aren't you? You're not funded by mine. So 100% of your income comes from grants and fundraising. Is that right? Yeah, so we get, and this is where it might get a little bit confusing. So you get, there's different, and it's sort of outside my remit. My, I do fundraising as in, um, you know, events and um, community fundraising where, you know, somebody... Um, you know, on the street wants to donate to us or a local business and things like that. But then my manager would do, or the CEO would do all of the um, the trust fundraising, what it'd be called. Yeah. So we get some money from um, the local authority. So Haven Council to deliver specific projects, you get some money from the local CCG, which is the NHS to deliver specific projects. Right. And then you can bid on any charity can do this. You can go and basically apply for money for funding from different um, trusts and foundations. So, for example, the National Lottery, the the, um, the big lottery fund, we, yeah. we we get some money from them as well for a, a project called Live a Better Life. So, I suppose it's all about it's all about being, you know, obviously providing a really good service and knowing where to, you know, find these pots of money to be able yeah. to, to be able to do it. Um, so you said COVID had affected obviously the way you were working, but how specifically has it affected sort of your work yeah so um obviously with covid like you know with us like with everybody else um last year in in march whenever it was we had to go into a state of lockdown and that meant moving you know from uh, an office base to an at-home based you know way of working now in normal times i would call them you know we would have all sorts of groups and activities going on here you know different health workshops or CBT uh, therapy sessions or you know different groups and events and things like that and all of that obviously had to stop it had to sort of move to a virtual format over zoom just like everybody else um for some you know for some people um that was great and you know they was engaging with it but you know for some people as well they just you know they just don't want to do it on on zoom and, and virtually it's, it's far better to meet up isn't it with with others and yeah, obviously no, for a for a significant period last last year, we couldn't do that, unfortunately, which was quite difficult. And I suppose that had a big effect on well, not only our, uh, our clients, but our staff. Yeah, I suppose the other challenge is, you know, there's only so much you can do on Zoom before getting a bit zoomed out, isn't there? Yeah. You know, you get to that point where um, you find yourself, you know, I, I, it was funny, my gym started to do like exercise classes on Zoom, and after a day of working on Zoom, I didn't like I, I couldn't really get into jumping up and down in front of my TV screen. Yeah, um, no, I, yeah. Really All of my lessons moved to like online. We used Microsoft Teams, and I just used to sit in front of my laptop all day. And at the end, I'm just like, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I suppose, I suppose one of the things it hurts your eyes, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I suppose, I suppose one of the things though, Kieran, is that you know, in a time when you can do less as a charity the need for that mental health support particularly during lockdown uh one 
uh, is going up in a massive way. So how did you manage that? Yeah, so um, so we had we've got something called a gateway <clears throat> service, which is essentially a telephone line or, or via email. Uh, people, um, you know, can call us up and you know if they needed to chat about their mental health, they wanted to find out what services that we provided and things like that. So that was extended, uh, um, um, you know, over that this over period of last year in particular, you know, the period of, of the first, the original lockdown. And we did, I think we had something like a 60% increase in the numbers of people, you know, contacting us. So it really was, you know, it was high. Mm. And it wasn't, I suppose it's the first initial lockdown back in March, April, May last year. It was, you know, it's continued, you know, on since that time, because I suppose people, um, you know, they, it, 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 it was sort of the long-term effects, I suppose, of COVID and isolation and stuff like that, you know, that really did affect people. It does seem to, I suppose, be getting, you know, a lot better now. I think, you know, um, obviously the, re- the whole restrictions and Freedom Day coming in a, a couple of a couple of weeks' time, isn't it? But, and you know, I suppose since, certainly since, you know, April, March, April time this year, I, I've seen, you know, significant improvements in, you know, restrictions and things like that like that so I think that has obviously helped you know doing things we've been able to get back into doing groups um again you know obviously all, at the minute all socially distanced able to do the gardening group you know that's really really helped as well we've been able to I suppose we've been able to take the time as well to plan and to you know um, develop these new services that are all coming on you know in, in over the course of the coming the, the coming months really which is really it is a really exciting time um, I think the staff and the volunteers are just really, really keen to start getting back to, like with everyone, get back to normal and getting, you know, getting people coming into the building again and, and doing different things. But I suppose we are, we're obviously all governed by, you know, the government and, and health and safety. Um, just, just out of interest, you talk about gardening therapy. Now, I'm not suggesting that gardening is... Um, is that just so you can get that garden done quicker, Kieran, or not? <laughs> well the thing is with the garden it's a massive garden I will send you some pictures of it and you know the idea is that there'll be a big big space out there area with the cover on it there'll essentially be an extension of the building so that we can do groups and activities there and if god forbid we go back into you know further states of you know restrictions or social distancing or stuff like that um you know we've got this space out there that we can use you know because the building the building that we're in it's lovely it's about 200 years old but it's very cramped yeah it's so not be it's, able to socially distance in this building yeah. we go and see our guy and he said that um like gardening and community was really good for mental health I, well I, I think actually you know sort of it's weird i remember years ago going to your school i mean i think you were about I think you're about seven or eight, and they had a garden project at your school, and it it, it is a cathartic and a social experience. You know, just doing. Uh, it is, it's, it's, was it? that when we were growing sunflowers, or when we were dressing up like gnomes? Um, I don't think you were dressed up like gnomes. That must have been growing sun, sunflowers. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, it. it... It's, it's past gardening, it's like, I suppose its official term would be horticulture or ecotherapy. Um, yeah, you know, being outside in nature, obviously fresh air, sunshine, even I suppose if it's raining, it's, you know what I mean, it's, it's just good for your 
overall well-being and mood it's, it is a form of exercise as well remember very social you know as well so yeah it does have massive massive uh, benefits yeah. gardening and tell me about your thoughts on how uh, as a society we see mental health because i i don't know about you but it seems that we um uh, particularly in the sort of last decade or so seems to be able to have a bit more of an open and honest conversation about mental health and the struggles that come with that. Do you think society is going in the right direction? And do you think we're there yet or we've still got work to do? Good question, that. And I suppose we can talk for hours about that um, in that sort of topic. But it's definitely, I, I've seen definitely over the course of the past, you know, however many years, there's been a massive societal shift in the way people look at talk about think about you know their mental health and their well-being whereas you know talking about sort of the history of it you know whereas you know years and years ago it would have been a very taboo you know people would have you know literally been thrown into asylums you know back in the olden days you know when there if there was you know problems you know problems with them like that because society at the time just didn't understand it they didn't know how to cope with it and deal with it but certainly over the past decades um you know since my time at the charity i've seen you know you know the national um change in how people view mental health it's obviously a big way to go um and i think there'll always there always will be you know to be honest with with i suppose with things like that but it's getting people to understand more that you know everybody does have their own mental health and their well-being it's not necessarily something that has to be negative or has to be bad and that word itself mental is quite a um you know, it's, it's not exactly a nice word, isn't it? Is it? So we like to we like to use the word well-being a, a lot more. You know, it's it's a lot more of a, a an easy word, you know, to use. Um, I think probably one of the benefits of COVID, um, or oh, that's probably not the right word, benefit, but one of the good, you know, the good thing that has come from COVID is that I think a lot more people now have an, more of an appreciation of you know of their mental health and their well-being you know in particular the stuff to do with you know the isolation and you know yeah. just the importance of I suppose being around other people and um you know being able to communicate and you know just be with people and to be able to do things that they enjoy and, and stuff like that so I think there has been a big understanding of it um, that has come from you know the period of the past, of the I mean, past 15 months there's a there's a really great book and charlotte's going to do the ne next question and that's yeah, it charlotte okay. um uh, there's a really great book um called well-being by a guy called tom rath um he co-wrote it with jim Harter, and it talks about the elements of well-being that you know that effectively make make our lives happier and i think the big one that we you know, certainly if I just speak about from my personal perspective, but also from other people I've spoken to, is just that social engagement element, you know, because I think we've missed that during lockdown. Um, how about you? What area of well-being during, during um, the last 15 months do you think you've missed the most? Seeing a set of different four walls <laughs> was nice when I did it. another wall. Yeah, it was. It was. It wasn't the same posters or the same colours. It was just like I don't. I don't think we're built for things being the same all the time. No. Uh, and as, as scary as change is, it is good for us because I don't know. I was sitting in my bedroom all day and just like staring at the walls and waiting for the time to go by yeah, yeah, yeah. And i was i wasn't working on oh i'm here i'm gonna do this it was oh that's the time i've got to do this i've got to do this i'm just like yeah but 
But it wasn't great. I mean, I suppose variety is as far as alive. He's yeah. uh, is a phrase that we probably appreciate more now yeah. than we did sort of uh, sort of fifteen months ago. But, but yeah, certainly sort of getting the, getting out and about, um, seeing people again, has been really good. So that was part one of the interview with Kieran. What did you think of that? It was good. It was good. I'm really hoping people don't actually reach out to us on Roblox about this because they will be sorely disappointed. Maybe we should make a Roblox. Maybe, maybe we should. Ross, you up for that? I'll definitely look into getting a Roblox. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a new watch? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's one you have to steal. <laughs> yeah, you've got to rob, rob the Roblox. Um, uh, we're just being interrupted on this podcast recording to see whether we want anything from the shop. Um, what would you like? Can I have a Roblox? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm fine, thank you. Um, uh, thank you. Can I, you. Can I have a, actually, can I have a protein bar? Love you. Love you. Um, anyway, let's get back to the show. It is nearly... Tis the end! <laughs> I would have the podcast, and the end is never truly the end because the end is always the beginning of something entirely new. Um, uh, that's all my filler I've got. So, do you have the question answer for us? Um, yes, it is. What's the best birthday or Christmas present you've ever received or given? And we had some not loads of comments, but some absolute bangers on this one. Um, now, Alison Hagen um, said, uh, "I sent my brother Joshua." I text a potato last year. It was a massive jacket potato with a message written in vegetable ink. I thought it was hilarious and thoughtful. Now, let's uh, let's ask, Russ, if I, uh, for birthday or Christmas, sent you a potato with a little message on, how do you feel about that? No, I wouldn't be happy. Can I change my mind? It's been a very long time since you brought me a present for anything. Oh. So I'd accept it as kindly as I could with a oh. smile, just saying, thanks, mate. Okay. I am going to send you a potato. I'm going to order it tonight. Yeah. A potato that just says Roblex. <laughs> um, uh, just, just, so, just so I can I can break my present duck. Absolutely to make sure that fabulous. Got, right. You will get a Roblex potato <laughs> from uh, whatever firm does potato and I um, promise next, I'll post a picture on our social media when I receive it. Well, that might be a new trend. We just send each other potatoes, yeah, um, um, with with weird names on. That might be that might be the way to do it. Next one will have Barry on it. Um, uh, <laughs> I will send you one with Barry. You send me one with Beryl, and then we can then we can sort it out. Um, and Joshua Cartwright said, "I got my stepson a personalised ringtone made from their names." Now I, I'm trying to imagine that. I don't know how that works. <laughs> what was that? Don't know. That I, like like I thought you could use a ring to, like you could use anything for your ringtone now. Well, you you can. You can basically use anything. Yeah. Uh, can I um, can I do you a ringtone, Russ? You can do uh, a ringtone. Yeah, I'll um I'll, uh, I'll I'll record me just shouting at you. So every time you answer the phone, it's just me going, "Hey." Pick up the phone, Roblox. <laughs> yeah, oddly enough, I've got uh, I've got Hey Brother as your ringtone on my mobile. Oh, cool. Amazing. It's always with the house phone, so I never get to use it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Why do you not bring his personal? I don't. I, Just do it. 
I'll do it for pets. I'll, I'll, I'll do it for pets. Um, uh, and then Alison's um, also responded that um, one of the, one of her favourite presents to give, and one that I've actually received. So last Valentine's Day, um, uh, I got um, Cassie some nice flowers that I thought was a good gift. I thought, you know, <laughs> invested quite a lot in these flowers. These good flowers. Um, and then um, suddenly a brass band turns up at my house and serenades me. And I was like, I can't beat that, really. And Alison Haggins done the same. So Alison um, has uh, uh, ordered a brass band for somebody just to turn up and give them a couple of songs. An amazing gift. So on that note, um, and on the, um, on the weird uh, potato that... Russ is now going to receive just with the word Rolex on. Um, we are ending another show. Wait, wait, is it going to have Rolex written on it or is it going to have Rolex written in it like a weird potato fortune cookie? How oh, are we that'd doing? Be, that'd be pretty cool, wouldn't it? A weird potato fortune cookie would be pretty cool, right? Would you like a potato fortune cookie, <laughs> Russ? Now I, now I know what you sent Cassie down the shop for. You're just going to get a Sharpie and write on a potato, aren't you? I am. I am. I didn't know, I, I didn't know I was from protein, but I was from, I was from potato, and I'll just get a pen out and write on it. Yeah, look look forward to your potato. I'm not I'm not gonna post it then, I'm just gonna chuck it in the direction of your house. <laughs> it'll get there eventually, but then give it to me then. I will. I will expect a potato as soon as you get in. <laughs> Aimed at your head. Uh on that note, uh I think we're all too tired to carry on with this show. Um and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.